Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. An awful lot of uh, news breaking over the last 24 hours since we went off the air yesterday at uh, 12 o'clock and we've been talking about it throughout this morning's show. Aer Lingus and the cabin crew decision being uh, one, uh, the other being uh, the decision by the Environmental Protection Agency to grant that licence to Irish Cement in Mungret. And we have Sinn Féin Limerick TD Morris Quinlevin on the line. We have Chair of the Dáil and Shannon Transport Committee and Gail Limerick, Kieran O'Donnell with us as well. Uh, you are both welcome. Uh, first of all, Morris Quinlevin, what is your reaction to the EPA granting that licence to Irish Cement? Yeah, we were advised there last night, as you know, I made a contribution myself to the oral here, and I'm a very disappointed, but I haven't seen the full details of what there's conditions attached, so I have to have a look at them. I think they were going online at 11 o'clock, so I've been in a committee meeting all morning, so I'll have a look at them in a, in a while. Uh, it's it's not what, um, you know, there was a huge campaign against this, there's a huge con- public concern against this. Um, all the public reps, I think, for, for the first time that I ever remember, were all on the one side, and they said that we didn't think it was a good idea for Limerick. We had concerns about what the outcome of, of, of give, planting, giving planting permission would, would be. And if you look at the area that's going into Castlemongrel area, it's an area where we're doing huge construction, and a new number of schools have been opened recently, and we're building literally thousands of houses in that local area. Um, so I would I would have a huge concern. I know a lot of community groups and a lot of people were involved in this over over the number of years, and I know it'd be a devastating blow to them. You know they they feel they haven't been listened to. There was an oral hearing. Unfortunately, the oral hearing this year was 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 a viral one, which I. I wasn't happy with it. I think there should have been a public one. It could have been facilitated if they wanted to. Um, and the appeal that they're proposing all. So I'm very, very disappointed with their decision. But as I said, I haven't seen the full decision, only that they have granted the planning with conditions. I don't know what those conditions are, and obviously I'll be looking at them shortly. Right. Kieran O'Donnell? Yeah, I mean, it's. I was one of the objectors. Uh, I've presented at both oral hearings. Uh, my view on it was is that the I compared it to the planting plant in Mead, uh, which was in a very much remote location, much newer equipment. And uh, I think it's very disappointing that it has been granted. Once again, I haven't seen the details of the actual uh, decision itself, which I'll be going through in great depth. It only went up at 11 o'clock. It appears to be exceptionally lengthy. So, but I think for, you know, for, I think what we wanted here was an element of, of common sense to prevail, whereby that, the location of the current Irish cement plant in, in uh, Castle Mungret, as Morris said, is dead in the centre where there's going to be a large increase in population with houses. But equally, you have a number of both primary and secondary schools very close by and a lot of people already living in that area. So we'll have, the devil will be in the detail, but, but I suppose in terms of an initial observation... I'm disappointed that the decision has been made, but obviously we'll have to look at what the details are. And by the way, Kieran, is it the end of the road now? I mean, we heard uh, earlier that there is the possibility, Councillor Daniel Butler was saying, of judicial review, Mm. but that is very expensive, according Mm. to him. Well, I mean, obviously, um, that's that's a a course of action that's open to people, but it's extremely costly. It's outside the reach of ordinary people. And furthermore... Uh, we'll have to see what's actually in the decision. Uh, we're speaking small bit in the abstract. We, we're speaking in a general nature that it has been granted. 
but we have to look at what's in the detail and see exactly what's in there. But uh, certainly, I think for a lot of people that are living in the immediate area, uh, they would have severe concerns that this was going ahead if it goes ahead as was proposed in the in the application itself. Right. So let's, okay. let's, let's look at the details. Okay. And Maria has been in touch with us saying, Hiya Joe, I'm listening to the show across the morning. I understand the loss of the Aer Lingus uh, base, the cabin crew base, is awful as I worked at uh, cabin crew in the airport in Shannon at one stage. But you keep mentioning the loss of the Heathrow route. There is also mm. a Gatwick and Stansted route, which are uh, just as good and more frequent as Heathrow. Um, yeah, but I wonder the connectivity there. Yeah, Heathrow compared to those airports. Anyway, Shannon Airport is completely forgotten about. Um, it is a fantastic airport, but unfortunately, it's being left there, says Maria. With the loss of Aer Lingus, I know you keep saying it's the national airline, but AIG bought it years ago. It's not even Irish owned. Surely this gives Ryanair a chance to put more aircraft and routes into Shannon. Ryanair is only going to have one aircraft in Shannon Airport this year. I hate the fact that they're trying to take everybody travelling away from the south who wants to be travelling up and down to Dublin Airport, for example. It's just not convenient. It would turn you off travelling. It's not good enough. This is playing with people's lives and passions, says Maria. Um, um, Morris Quinnivan, what can we do here? I mean, it's, it's, it's a really tangled, difficult situation now. Yeah, it's a very difficult situation. Firstly, my sympathies are with the, the families of the, and the workers who who probably will lose their jobs uh, with this announcement today. I raised it there with the Tarnish a few minutes ago, and I'll be hopefully raising it with the T-shirt later on. But, you know, there is a huge concern. I think there needs to be a, a specific government intervention. I don't have confidence that the minister in charge of this, I believe, has been asleep at the wheel on this issue. Uh, minister Ryan, for whatever reason, he can answer for himself, but I don't believe he's, he's taking the responsibility. If, if if uh, this decision goes ahead, and I think we do have an opportunity to stop it if, if we get the political um, support, but if this decision goes ahead, it will be a catastrophic blow, not just to Limerick City in the Midwest region, but it will also put, leave the government's um, strategy of rural, rural, you know, rural um, decentralisation and stuff. We'll leave that in tatters, you know. Um, we do have, before the pandemic, we had 87% of all flights, it's nearly 90% of all flights out of the southern state going out of Dublin. Um, so we were suffering already. Um, there was a sense that Shannon was coming back. There was a sense that the Aer Lingus uh, flight to, um, to Paris was going to be introduced before the pandemic. I believe we can come out of this well, but I believe we do need to intervene. We do need to get a commitment from, Sh- from Aer Lingus that they will, re- they will not close the base and they will reopen it as soon as the pandemic is over. We are in a situation where we're moving out of the pandemic, but the government doesn't seem to have a plan of how we get out well, of that. Well, well, let's find out because um, Kieran O'Donnell, not just to Limerick TD, but also chair of the relevant Dahl and mm-hmm. Shannon committee here, the Transport uh, Committee. Uh, what can you do about this, Kieran? Well, firstly, Joe, the, the particular situation in terms of the proposed closure of the cabin crew base in Shannon Airport by Erling is that involves 81 people and their families. It's hugely upsetting for them. I've spoken to many of them. Uh, and there's, there's a meeting taking place between the Tornish to the Minister for Transport and Aer Lingus before lunchtime today. We had a meeting as a collective group, uh, TDs in the region, uh, Fine Gael TDs, with the Tornister. Do we want this decision reversed? Uh, and I think there's one feature that's been missed here, that this, the 81 staff are actually have already been um, on short-time let-off by Aer Lingus. They're just being paid the pub payment at the moment. They're not being paid a cent by Aer Lingus itself. So it makes no sense 
as to why Aer Lingus made the decision tomorrow, uh, this decision yesterday because there was no costume for employees in the 81 that were based in the cabin crew in Shannon because they're, they're on the pub payment, they're not being paid by the airline itself. And furthermore, uh, Aer Lingus itself, uh, like many other companies, uh, state supports were put in place to ensure that they could come through the pandemic and a key ingredient that they, they, they bring through their staff. But so this, this decision makes no sense. Do you think they unhappiness with by Aer Lingus, Ryanair and others about the government's policy and what they perceive as the delay in rolling out the new aviation plan? Well, certainly on our transport committee, Joe, we have that level of frustration as well. Uh, we have a meeting with, uh, with Willie Walsh at 2.30 today. He's now head of IATA, the International Airline at, uh, Association. And furthermore, we've, uh, we, want, we, we very much are pushing in terms of antigen testing we brought out to, to speed out the rollout. What we need to see here at the moment is, is a couple of things. Number one, that Aer Lingus reversed the decision uh, to uh, close this uh, cabin crew base at Shannon Airport. Number two, that we can see a clear roadmap in terms of reopening, and I see that in a number of stages. The common travel area, which is ourselves in the UK, there's no reason why that can't be reopened. With, with safety features in place. And secondly for us, you made reference earlier, Joe, in terms of uh, Ryanair. Ryanair provide great flights over and back. However, for us in Shannon, the Heathrow connectivity is a worldwide connectivity. The slots, you can only fly now to Heathrow with slots. Aer Lingus owned those slots. So what we need to see is that if we can get um, trans- travel reopened between ourselves and the UK, that means, as far as I'm concerned, we can then move right. to get the Heathrow. And, then, and well, secondly, well, George, the, transit, the transatlantic flights are critical yeah. for us. No, and I think, and I think everyone un- understands that. But, I mean, so your point being that, for example, because Aer Lingus own the slots into Heathrow, yes. if they choose, because they're part of an international group, they mm. could potentially use those slots to fly anywhere else they wanted in the world. Yes, they could, Joe. Right. So we need, because uh, th- there's no clarity as to whether they intend to maintain the routes No, or no, not. My, my understanding, Joe, is that they intend to resume on the Heathrow route. However, well, I would like... I would has, like that, has that come from a source within Aer Lingus? No, or that's, that's, that's generally my understanding. However, Joe... However, but they haven't said that officially and they haven't no, indicated no, it in uh, the no, statement. Joe, yes, Joe, the most important thing here at the moment is is we're speaking in the abstract until we get to a point where there's a clear reopening plan in terms of when uh, flights can take place between Ireland and the UK and elsewhere. Uh, in, in essence, Joe... Oh, I understand, for, but this for, for is an abstract decision, I suppose. I mean, well, just to give you an example, the kind of reaction yeah. we're getting, uh, Breda simply says, well, let's welcome more Ryanair flights with open arms then to Shannon. Column says, closing the cabin crew base does not equal leaving the airport. Michelle says, devastation. Government were asleep at the wheel when Aer Lingus moved transatlantic to Manchester. The writing was on the wall. West of Ireland, connectivity to the world is just being destroyed. I, I, I would take, for me... Well, I, want, I have a few more comments here now. I just want to let yeah. people have a say. Moss says, about time the matter was sorted out. It's the national airline with an international airport um, runway. Um, and what's going on here? Um, what's the story with Dublin getting everything that they seem to be getting? Michael says, successive governments and Aer Lingus have been trying to shut Shannon for years and bring everything to Dublin. And now when it's happening, all our politicians locally are up in arms. It's a disgrace. 
Sean says a sad day for rural Ireland when Aer Lingus leaves Shannon Airport. If it were Dublin, wouldn't the government intervene pretty um, quickly? And Michelle says it's unfair on us in the Midwest. We'll probably lose the immigration border control to the states there uh, too. Uh, All that matters in this country is Dublin and that's pretty obvious, says uh, Michelle. Um, So a lot of anger there. Um, Morris, uh, but... um, uh, the point that uh, that um, is being made there by Kieran that we're talking in the abstract until we get the rollout and the plan. Yeah, well, look, we are in a pandemic. Everybody understands that, and most flights have been cancelled. Everybody understands that as well. Like, there's nobody. Um, we all have family abroad that we want to go and see, and we can't do that. But look, w- w- there is also they want a, to see us or not. <laughs> yeah, there's, but there's also a sense that Kieran or Joe, they were, we're coming out of this pandemic, you know. So lots of us now will have had had our vaccinations, and that. That, that vaccination order is doing well. So I, I would echo the comments that Kieran said there that we could look maybe at a common travel, which is between Ireland and the UK. Maybe we could get that open quicker. But I think there does need to be a government commitment to get a government commitment from Aer Lingus that the base will be reopened as soon as we can reopen and as soon as flights are going back again. I and, think and Mars, can I ask, do you think that there's a possibility here that um, Aer Lingus, uh, you know, are using this as a tactic that they're not happy and they're applying pressure on the government knowing full well that shows like this would be full of this discussion this morning. Yeah, I think... um I have a huge concern about Aer Lingus, where they were going for the last number of years. We we expressed this concern back in 2015 when the last bit of the 25% that was left of the state was sold. And in, in fairness, Cairns Party is the one who, who championed that at the time. That meant that we didn't have the strategic uh, thoughts that, you know, Shannon is crucial, not just to Limerick and not just to the Midwest region, and it's not just to the industries. It's to, it's to the people who live in the Midwest region, many of them who have families abroad. Um, but we're now in a situation where we can't... No, I spoke to the Tony Chair a few minutes ago, but what I'm saying is we can't tell our English what to do. We can ask them to do something, but we don't have the strategic 25% ownership of the, okay, of well, the industry. Well, now you've, made, you've made that point, um, and Kieran O'Donnell, doesn't Morris Quinlevin, he's not the only one to make that point this morning, have a point yeah, there. Yeah, but the point really, I suppose, that's in my view, is that as it stands at the moment, Aer Lingus have no cost in, in respect to the cabin, 81 cabin crew in Shannon Airport. Those cabin crew are have been are, are just on the pub payment. It's very difficult yeah, for them. That, yeah. and, and that's hugely important. So it makes no sense for the airline to close their cabin uh, crew base in Shannon when it's at no cost to them at the moment. That those measures were put in place to ensure that they could come through the pandemic and then be ready to deal when, when as, as an but operation. But I presume they have costs outside of the staff costs. Very little, job. And what about the ground crew? The ground crew are, are maintained in the airport. But are they, on, the, are they, are they on the pub? Uh, I, I, that I don't know, Joe. Right, but I know that that on the cabin crew themselves they are. But, but, it, but, it feels, but remember, but it feels no, like no, Aer Lingus no, are making strategic decisions here. No, they're no, moving the, on, the, and the, they and they the, just the, want to, they, you know, George whether the, whether we like it or not, they're going to do it because they feel there's been an action from the government. The ground crew are being maintained, Joyce. The cabin crew are, are actually uh, being proposed to be let go. So I think it should be fully reversed. Any question of reopening the base uh, post the pandemic, it doesn't arise that, that this decision needs to be reversed. It needs to be reversed straight away, and that's why. There's meetings between government, the Tish, the Tarnishta and the Minister for Transport with Aer Lingus today. What we need to see, and, and the government will be announcing a roadmap, but we as, as a transport committee 
want to influence what's in that roadmap. And what needs to be in that roadmap is we need to have clear-sighted vision in terms of the reopening of the common travel area between ourselves and the UK. And we need clear-sighted vision, though, in terms of the resumption yes. of transatlantic. Now, transatlantic, can I just make Kieran, one... Kieran, my understanding is we're dealing with 126 staff at their families at Shannon Airport. Does that not include the ground staff? Well, no, in terms of, of the closure at the moment, uh, it's 81. That's my understanding, Joe. The ground staff, they haven't, they haven't closed that base uh, I, th- I, I have to say, I, genuinely, I thought that they had included them. No, no, my, no, Joe, I'm open to correction. But in t- my understanding have, is they have. Well, my understanding was is, is they're looking at... Well, I'm reading a statement here from, from the mayor, for example. Yeah. Um, uh, mayor um, uh, Michael Collins saying, I'm thinking especially of the 126 staff and their yeah. families at Shannon Airport. So that would include the ground staff. It's 81 cabin, my understanding is it's 81 cabin crew and 45 ground crew. Yeah, but the 45 ground crew have huge uncertainty around their future. But in terms of an actual, uh, and this is what the staff are telling me, in terms uh-huh. of um, an announcement by our lingus yesterday, they basically said that they were closing the, the cabin crew base at, at the airport. Right. They gave no certainty around the ground crew oh, as well, so that okay. would be there as well. Okay. But Joe, can I just make one Very point? Very briefly now, because I'm yeah. under pressure for time. The, 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 we need to get sight of line in terms of routes on transatlantic. A key element to that, yeah. Joe, will, will be when the US reopened. Yeah, I, 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 think, I, think, I, think people, I think people do have an appreciation um, of, of that, but at the same time, a decision has been announced by Aer Lingus. Anyway, we'll definitely be coming back to it again with both of you and with others. Thank you to uh, Fine Gael TD, Kieran O'Donnell, and uh, Sinn Féin TD, Morris Quindlevin. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.